Welcome to Awake and Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual, pot, I'm sorry, podcast from one girl, no joy in a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. Please, in the words of the wise was Khalifa, roll something and get your day started because I have nine weeks until I can do it. So yeah, it's me, House. I am here. I am ready to go. Uh, I say that because I'm trying to like pump myself up. Like I said, I've got nine weeks left until this baby comes out of me, if not sooner. And I have a feeling it's going to come a little soon. Um, I'm not talking like super early, but I just think I'm going to go like before my due date as opposed to after. I hope. I can't imagine that I can get much bigger. I am already like so immobile. (laughs) I've been trying to do like 30 minute walks every day. And by the time I get like 20 minutes in, my fucking pelvis, like my hips, my everything, everything within my pelvis is just like, can we not? And no, we cannot not because we need to get ready. And that is exactly what this episode is about. Not my pelvis, (laughs) but getting ready for change. I feel like we talk a lot about like when change is thrust upon us, when we just all of a sudden like have to roll with the punches, when we just have to like okay, deal with it. Like sudden changes, sudden things that happen that make us do things differently or change. I'm just just defining change a bunch of different ways. (laughs) But today I want to talk about preparing for change that we know is coming. This is inspired obviously by the fact that my life is about to fucking flip turn upside down in nine weeks. Like I said, like my whole, it will never be the same. Like in any outcome of what, like, there is no, like, my life will just, is just changing. That's it. Like, that's, that's the only, like, way to look at it. And so, I, if you just heard that little burp, I am so sorry, guys. Like I said, I don't know if you know this, but I'm pregnant, so I can't help my gases. (laughs) So, I am, like, yeah, I'm kind of at the, this this last like little bit of it. And I think this applies to a lot of things, not just having a child, but say you're graduating high school and you're about to go to college or even just embark on like adult life, moving, um, any of these changes in life that happen and we have some time to prepare for. Now, if you're like me, then typically you're not preparing for them. I am a procrastinating bitch. I love to just like throw my hands up and be like, universe has got me. I'm good. Figure it out as like, we'll, we'll take it as it comes. And that's cool. And that is cool. That is fine. That is great. However, you can save yourself some stress. You can save yourself some uh, anxiety <laughs> by doing just a few things to kind of prep yourself. Like you don't have to do a lot. Some people do a ton. And I love that. Like, I love the idea of being a person who is a planner, who is like, okay, I need to get this, 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 and this done before the change happens. And then right after the change, this, 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 and this are my top priority. Like all of that. They got everything like down pat. They are like on top of their shit. If that's, if that's you, um, give me a call and maybe help me out slash this episode might not be for you, but for the rest of us, who need a little bit of help in this area, who maybe aren't as well-versed in preparation for life. Uh, this is the, We're going to talk about some easy, small things you can do to make your life and make change a little bit more manageable and to get yourself ready for these changes. Now, obviously, 
there are some changes like becoming a mother that you are never going to fully be prepared for that you're never going to like, boom, I'm good. Oh, I got this. Like, ta-da. Even things like college, like I don't, college was a huge, it was not, it was nothing I expected. Like it, it was not an easy thing for me. In fact, it like sent me into a depression or I guess more exacerbated a depressive episode that I was like teetering on. But like, there's these changes, there's these things that happen in our life that you can't really like, you're never going to be fully ready, I guess. And I think one of the things to do is to release the idea of that. Know that you're not going to be fully ready. Know that you're going to make mistakes. Know that you're going to wish you had done this instead of this, or like there's things you're going to want to change. Know that, know that like you're never going to do it perfectly. You're never, ever, ever going to be perfect. Sorry, you're not. But you can kind of be ready for that, if that makes sense. Like, so my first thing is to write it all down. So, you know, this change is coming again. I'm using, because this is my life and like, this is my lived experience. I'm using the birth of my child. Uh, but it's what I, it's the next thing that I know. It's my, that's, that's my change. That's, that's what I got, but you can apply it to anything. Like I said. So what I did was I wrote down a list of kind of the big monumental moments of this change. So for me, it was like giving birth, terrifying, (laughs) bringing the baby home. And then what I kind of want my life to flow like after. Obviously, again, I can't be in complete control of this, but I'm just kind of trying to visualize and manifest how I would like things to flow. So for my birth, I've started I've started birth planning. Um, I haven't taken my uh, like birth class yet at the hospital where I'm delivering. Um, so that'll help me a lot more. But I've started to do some research and like I follow some nurses, um, some labor and delivery nurses on Instagram and stuff that I've been watching. One of them has a great free template for a birth plan. Um, and she has, th- there are like three different ways. It can either be for a C-section, for a natural birth or for an epidural. Um, so like it's, got a lot of the stuff that I didn't even, it has questions that I didn't even know I should be asking on it, (laughs) on it. (laughs) And so I've been writing that down. I've been writing down, okay, so my birth, what I want it to be like, what I want it to feel like, bringing my baby home. I've decided that it's really important to me that Cole and I have some time with just us and the baby. So like one week, no visitors, no parents coming, no nothing. Then I've talked, I thought about life afterwards and how I want it to be slow. Like I want to live slowly. I want to live very intuitively um, for myself and for baby and for Cole and just like take things one step at a time. I want to continue to work on meditation throughout this time, even meditating with baby. Um, But like, these are things that are important to me. And so just the first step is write it all down. If you're if that's not how your brain works is in that even just writing a brain dump of like feelings just just start writing about it just start getting prepared by writing start putting questions like thoughts ideas of plans just whatever just start getting it down because once you have it down on paper and you can look back at it or even just putting it down that one time it just makes it a little bit more materialized it's a little bit more real now you're like okay this is something i can do or you go back to it and you're like oh actually i don't think that really serves me that's not going to work for me So then you can think of something else, but you have these ideas, at least you have something. And sometimes those things will inspire other things, which is great because 
that's what we're trying to do is figure out different ways to be able to adapt and cope and figure out these new lives that we're about to be living. Next, educate yourself. I talked about how I follow some nurses and stuff on Instagram, also reading books. I've been watching a lot of videos, any like informative stuff, like anything you can do, any informative material for whatever this change is, is going to be helpful to you. And even if it's like you're reading this and you're like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Then you know what you don't like. And that's helpful. Like, quote unquote, negative. I guess no, not negative, but like unhelpful things, things that don't vibe with you are just as helpful as things that do vibe with you. Because now I, you can cross that off your list. Like that's not going to work. Nope. That won't work for me. Boom. Done. One less thing to try. Talk to others who have been through what you're been, what you're going through. I have been asking my sister-in-law so many questions. I, me and Bryn have been like, like our vaginas, are sisters now, like it ha- we have gotten so close <laughs> because she's one of the people that I trust the most to talk about this with, that she'll be honest with me. Um, even in things that are like hard or like, you know, like this is going to hurt like hell. Like, you know, she's, she's really real about it. And I really appreciate that because that's the kind of thing I need. And so just talking to people who have been through these changes, if you have an older sibling, and like I said, one of the options or one of the options, one of the big changes in life is like graduating high school and what to do next. And you have an older sibling, talk to them about what they did, what they liked about they, what they did, what they wish they had done differently and talk to strangers too. Like not, okay, not stranger danger, obviously, but like talk to people who you maybe wouldn't normally talk to. It gets perspectives from people who are from all different walks of life, who have done all different things and try to figure out like, okay, what, again, what, what would work for me? What wouldn't work for me? Get that list of things that you do and do not vibe with and run from there. I think one of the next important things is to find a support team. So I have, because I know how I am with my depression, my anxiety, my history of mental illness, my PTSD, all of that, I knew that the most important thing for me was getting set up with a therapist before I get into my postpartum stage. I've been extremely grateful and shocked that I haven't had uh, much anxiety throughout this pregnancy, but I have a feeling (laughs) that that means that my postpartum is going to be kind of rough. And that's okay because I've already thought about this. I have already set up a therapist, a psychiatrist. I have my doctor ready. I have my OB ready. I have a bunch of medical professionals who are on my side, who I feel comfortable with, who I trust that I have like an emergency plan with if need be. Like I, that is in having that plan in place, having that team in place made me feel a million times better because no matter how this change comes to me, having those people lets me know that I'm going to be okay because I have people to turn to. I have resources. And that also includes my husband. That also includes my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister, my sister-in-law. Like I said, there's there's a lot of people that I have let know that, hey, I'm worried about this. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know that necessarily there's anything you can do for me, but I need you to know that I might have to lean on you. And that, like I said, that alone just made me feel so much better, so much more at peace and so much more prepared for motherhood, for this big change of my life, because I just feel like I have like a a security blanket, you know? 
Um, and again, I think that this applies for any change that you're going to go through. I think having at least one or two people who know that the change is coming, who know you, who know you, who know what you're like when you go through change, who know how you deal with stress, who know about all, all those things about you, having them kind of be there with you to go through the change with you, to be ready with you is so, so, so beneficial and so necessary. And I think a lot of times we get nervous about asking for help or telling other people that we're struggling and we got to leave that in the past. Like we are no longer the generation of that. We love asking for help. Okay. I'm, I'm saying that I'm speaking for all of us now. We love it. We love help. We love support. Um, I mean, we don't love like unsolicited advice, but that's why those are not the people that we choose for our support team. Okay. And then the last like big tip, and this I feel like kind of goes against everything I just said, but it doesn't. It is just to trust. So like I said at the beginning, you're never going to be completely prepared. You're not for anything. Again, like me, I, I am I am screaming this to myself every single day that I can, there is no way that I can do everything that I need to do to be completely prepared, prepared to be a mom in two months. Like that's, it's never going to happen. That's, it's not possible. So trust, know that no matter what, it will be okay. You will end up okay. Even if you have hard times, even if you struggle for a bit, even if you have to rely on that support team that you have, even if you feel like you read all the wrong books, you watched all the wrong videos and you got like, like you prepared for the opposite. <laughs> like you feel it. If you feel like you asked all the wrong questions, it's going to be okay because you still put in that work. You still are trying to be the best you can be. You are still here. You're still showing up and you're still being an active part of your life. You're being an active part of your choices and your decisions. And you're never going to really be unprepared. As much as you're not going to be prepared, you're never going to be unprepared. Even if you feel like you did the wrong stuff, I promise you what you learned is going to be very important. It's going to help you through. You're never going to you're never going to prepare incorrectly, I guess is what I'm saying. Um like for a test maybe, but for life changes, any form of preparation is going to be right and it's going to be enough. I have like a 100 birth books that I've been recommended. I have read two. <laughs> and I keep thinking to myself like, oh my God, I'm going to feel so guilty when it's time for me to give birth. And I don't know this and I haven't read this and I haven't blah, 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 blah. No, like release that guilt. I'm doing what I can do. I am doing my best. I am doing my half hour walks <laughs> every day. I am stretching when I can, but it also hurts like a bitch. Like I am doing what I can. And when it comes time, when it comes to be like the end all be all, when it when the change is right here in my face and I'm literally pushing it out of my body, I trust that everything I have done leading up to that point is enough. And I'm going to release that guilt, those stresses. I'm going to release all of that and just trust. I trust myself. I trust my physical body. I trust my mental body. I trust my spirit. I trust the universe. I trust all of this. I trust my support team to help me through. Like I, I am so trusting that I'm going to be ready. Maybe not in the sense of the word that some people think of ready, like uh, those who plan it, plan it, plan it. Again, I love you bitches. I wish I was you. I wish I was that thought out. 
but I'm not. And that's okay. That's how I am. I'm a learn on the fly kind of person. And that is okay. I'm proud of myself for how much like preparation I've done already. And it was, it, it hasn't even been that much. So what I'm saying is it is our job to be diligent about our lives, to educate ourselves, to be ready. I hate that word ready to, I guess, yeah, to be ready for change, to be ready to flow with change. That's, that's how I want to say it. It's our job to be ready to flow with change because once you start fighting against it, once you start wishing, oh, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back, especially for things that are non-changeable, you know, becoming a mother. Once I am a mother, no matter what happens, I will forever, I mean, I already am. I, I am forever a mom right now. Like that, that is part of who I, it is ingrained in me. It is a part of like my soul is being a mom now. There is nothing that can take that away from me. There's nothing I could do to take that away from myself. It is, it's, it's real. And once you are faced with things like that, a change like that, it's all going to be okay. I kind of lost my train of thought there, guys. I'm not going to lie. See, I'm not even stoned and I'm still like a space cadet. But let me tell you, I cannot wait to smoke some weed. Like I... I don't know if I said this in the last solo episode I did, but I have been literally dreaming about it. Last night I was trying Danny's new like dabby thingy. It's, I forgot what it's called. It's like a cone thing and it's like a dab rig, but like all in one, like you don't have to use the flamethrower because I get so nervous about that. And I know it's not a flamethrower, but that's all I can think of to call it. Um, and I just, yeah, I was dreaming about dabs. And I really, really, really would love some cannabis in my life. <laughs> I'm so happy that it's legal in New York because I'm going to be driving across that border and hitting up the first dispensary as soon as this baby's out. No, not as soon as this baby's out of me. Ugh, I'll figure it out, but it's pretty soon after. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need, mommy's going to need to get high on a supply. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'm kind of just rambling now. I just miss you all. Um. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you are feeling at peace with your life. And if you're not, then you're finding the answers to find your peace. And I I just kind of love you guys. I love Awake and Bake and I love you. Look at me getting all sentimental. I'm going to cry. It's these fucking hormones, guys. If you haven't had children and you plan on it or you would like to someday, maybe, like, however... If your view is like most likely going to have kids and experience pregnancy, uh, the movies aren't exaggerating. Like it, it's not exaggerated. These hormones are fucking nuts. I, it's wild. And I feel like more so than like crying, I've been feeling angry and it's been coming out in my dreams a lot. Like I, I'm sorry to my sister, Sarah, but I have been having rage dreams about her. Like I will be screaming at her. Like wanting to end her life. I don't know why. Like I, my sister and I are cool as hell. Like she's one of my best friends. I like, I, I love her. Um, but for whatever reason, <laughs> these hormones have made me like, just like so enraged at times, either that or I'll have dreams about Cole, like being a jerk. I've also been having a lot of dreams about like past, people from my past. Okay, clearly I need to do an episode about dreams too because that's on my mind. All right, all right, I'm, I'm gonna stop now. I genuinely am just talking to talk because I like hearing my own voice. Hmm, maybe that's why I have a podcast. Um, all right.
stay high, bitches. Bye.